Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, and welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. On today's episode, I will be talking about money guilt. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like it deserves that music because it's the villain. It's, it's the bad thing we're talking about in this call, but um, money guilt. So it's, it's a topic I often encounter when I'm sitting down with clients or people I'm meeting for the first time. And I think it's something we could really all use less of in our lives. So let's have it be said right now, no more money guilt. To start, let me introduce you to the concept of money guilt with a story. Several months back, I was sitting down with a couple and they were in their 40s. Um, This was the first time we were meeting, but they had been referred by a friend. After going through the introduction and sharing some details about me, I moved on to explaining the process with them. And this being our discovery meeting, it was really just an opportunity for me to get to know them more. So it was an opportunity for me to ask some questions, them to ask questions of me, and really find out more about what they were looking to achieve. As I proceeded through the questions, the couple was opening up and sharing details about their careers, their family. Um, The couple has two young children and they wanted to be able to save enough to pay for their post-secondary education for the kids. Um, They also wanted to be able to plan for their own financial freedom and understand what retirement could look like for them. As we were talking, I was also writing, taking notes, kind of starring next to the priorities that they were mentioning. And so it was, it was great. The meeting was progressing well. Um, they were giving me a lot of information, a lot of great information for me to kind of create a unique plan for them. But as much as they were open to sharing with me, they seemed to be offering up some of the details in almost an apologetic way. They were saying things like, but we probably should be saving more or we're probably behind other people our age, Right. And almost looking at me for the, I guess, for the answer for that, if it's a, was it a real question or a rhetorical question? I'm not sure. But um, that's where I really sensed it all coming up, though, that that feeling they were having is what I like to call and, and what I've introduced at the beginning of this topic, but money guilt. So I want to talk about that and, and unpack this issue of money guilt further, because maybe taking a closer look at it can help us develop an awareness about what it is and see if we can kind of find it present in our own lives and, and coming up for ourselves. So, and then maybe from that awareness, obviously my hope would be that we might be able to make some positive changes and, and really get rid of that money guilt for good in your life. So one of the dangers that money guilt can lead to is procrastination. If you are caught up with that concern over being judged or feeling like you're behind, then you'd be more inclined to push things off. But really, when it comes to your money, 
pushing things off is not what you want to be doing. And that head in the sand approach, it's not productive to dealing with issues, any issues in our life. And this is especially true with our money. One of the most important benefits of investing that us financial professionals like to talk about is compounding growth and really a key to making compounding growth possible and and happen in your own life is time. So if you procrastinate when it comes to your money, then you're really missing out on the time that you need to give your money to grow. So money guilt can be causing, you know, delay, a pause, that procrastination, and we don't want it to enter a relationship with money. Again, because it's that's the last place we want to be holding off on because of that effect of compounding, because of that power of that, that we want to see happening. And so it's not really serving us to pause, um, to wait and put it off. Another downside about money guilt that I think is important to point out, and it kind of comes out of the conversation with the couple. And it's when they say things like, well, maybe we aren't where we should be. And I think what we can kind of pick up from that phrase is that you know, it's not fact-based. It's that, well, maybe and, and should be. That's not necessarily based on reality. It is more subjective. And because there really is no rule or law out there that specifically states, you know, when you're 40 years old, you should have this X amount of dollars in your bank account. You should be this many years away from having your mortgage paid off. You should have investment accounts that hold you know, this amount of money in them and, and that's the rule. So that doesn't exist. Um, there might be opinions. There's probably things you've read in articles, in books, or heard from family members or friends. But again, there's no absolute answer or rule. So from that, what kind of comes out for me or what I'm inclined to say is that, well, money guilt then it isn't real. It's not based, it's not fact-based. It's not based on this, you know, idea that there's a rule that a certain age we should have this, that, that doesn't exist. So if we, if we know that and know it doesn't exist, then really maybe what we're coming up with is the result of opinions and, and just external influences on us. So knowing that hopefully it can give it less power in our lives, knowing that okay, it's, it's not real. It's not fact-based. It's maybe something I read or something I heard and I've sort of in my mind decided it was true. Well, if we look at that and deconstruct it and say, well, no, that, that's not fact, then hopefully we are, once we uncover that, giving it less power and less control over our lives. Another thing that we can pull out of the conversation with this couple was their comment about being behind other people their age. So this is something I come across so common when I meet with people and they're talking about their finances is at my age, you know, where should I be? Am I behind? Am I where other people are? Um, It's this question that comes up so often that people want to know and and sort of gauge where they're at because they, they believe that there's this kind of, I guess this, this yardstick and we're comparing ourselves. And um, if we're, I don't know if we're, I guess, the same as other people. Maybe that's that's good, or if we're behind, that's bad. Um, not really sure what the the answer they're hoping for is this, but I. And again, there's there's nothing wrong with people saying this, and it is a statement that I hear so often. So again, there's nothing wrong with us making those comparisons or saying these things. But although the statement is common, 
that's really the extent of the commonality. So there's nothing else really common or alike when we dive deeper to uncover priorities and goals that people are looking to achieve. So then it would be very short-sighted to compare ourselves to others. Um, We each have a very unique money story. And because of this uniqueness, we can't make a direct comparison. There is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to your money. I cannot just say, okay, you know, 50-year-olds are doing this and that's what you need to be doing as well going forward. Or all 35-year-olds, you know, are doing this and as a result, this is what you should do and and set out a path for someone that way. Because if I were to do that, it it just wouldn't really align with anyone in in their own unique vision. Everyone has such a unique vision when we talk about, well, what do you want to achieve? Um, When do you want to retire? Some people will say, I want to retire um, at early. I, I never want to work past this age. And, and then there's other people that say they love what they do and they, you know, they would never want to retire. They want to keep working in some capacity for as long as they're able to. So knowing that, that there's so many differences, I think it's so important to really embrace that. So if an underlying piece of money guilt um, is based on comparison, we can actually break that down and say, well, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves because what I want and what someone else wants is not necessarily the same. So there would be no way for us to do a direct comparison with me, me with someone else my age, um, or you with someone else your age. Because if we actually sort of sit down and hear what each of you want, there's probably so many differences. So it wouldn't be relevant. We wouldn't be able to compare equally between the two because of that. Um, I think it is so important to really stick with your unique goals and dreams. And that's why it's another reason why we shouldn't really let that money guilt take a hold in our lives. So that's, that's money guilt for us. So that's how I want to kind of sum it up and identify you with, identify it, sorry, for you. Um, so money guilt, it sucks, right? Um, it can leave you feeling stuck and holding off on taking action. It's maybe isn't even real. It's more subjective or based on out external influences or things we're hearing or seeing. Um, and it can, it can leave you feeling behind if you're really caught up in, in comparing yourselves to others. It can kind of, you know, set yourself up to, for failure in a sense, if you're feeling like you're not where you should be or where other people's are, what, where other people are. So what are we going to do about money guilt? Uh, well, first off, I want to say if you're having these feelings of guilt associated with your money, again, it is normal and know that you're not alone. Again, there's so many people out there feeling this way. And that's why I wanted to chat about this, this topic on the session, because I come across it so often. Um, We've taken a big step in this talk by even just bringing awareness to it because we need to have that awareness before we even see a need, you know, for us to take action or that something has to change. So it's my hope that from this awareness, you're at least ready to sort of see it for what it is. And then from that, maybe you're even at a step where you're ready to get rid of it in your own life and move forward. Because likely it's, it's really not serving you if it's something that is coming up for you. So now you must be saying, okay, what do I do? How do I get rid of it? Um, well, one suggestion I would have, um, which is an obvious one, if we're thinking, okay, money guilt can lead to procrastination. Well, then let's do the opposite of procrastination. Let's decide to take action. And when I say take action to people, another line I often use is 
um, or reminder I want to give to people is start where you are. Um, in my own life, I'm currently working on writing a nonfiction novel. So just a little hobby of mine. Um, and thinking about the full novel as a finished product to me, it was just so daunting. And it was leading to my own procrastination. I didn't want to start. I wasn't ready to move forward on it. So it's something I wanted to do so badly. But again, I was looking at it as this finished polished product. And I was like, whoa, like I can't do that. And it was just, it was leading to that pause, not doing anything. So I had to break it down in steps and, and very, you know, very small steps of, well, what can I do to move forward in that direction? So I can't live with that sort of um, end finished product in my head. I do have to say, okay, well, that's where I want to get to now bring me back to today and say, you know, what are the steps I need to take? Because we can't have that end goal without the journey. So it's, it's the journey of what gets us there that's important. And that's we really need to be paying attention to. And I think the same is true with money. So you might have these audacious goals or, or what seem audacious right now because it's, you know, maybe you're in your 30s and you want to be a multimillionaire and have a vacation property and, and have all these ideas. And I, I say that's great. Have these goals. Um, but don't get overwhelmed by the end and go, okay, you know, but how would that even be possible? Or how would I even be able to have that? Um, because if we do that again, we're, we might just then stop or do nothing, but we need to start and we need to start where we are. So take action today in whatever way, even if it's a small step of um, setting up an automatic you know, pay yourself first type situation with your bank that every paycheck you know, you have a certain portion that will go to your RSP account or your TFSA account or your vacation property um, goal account. So again, it's just start where you are, make those steps today. Don't get caught up in the end goal and think it's, you know, too much, too far, too hard um, because we can't, we, we would never be able to achieve those end goals without breaking it down and, and taking the journey. So again, opposite of procrastination, let's take action. Another thing you can do if you're still stuck with this guilt, I would suggest is talk about it. Seek further guidance and, and talk to a trusted contact. I don't believe we talk about money enough. And I think having a conversation about our fears and concerns with someone in our life that we truly trust to talk about things like that with. So whether it be a friend, family member, it can be very helpful um, what might come out of it too is maybe they've gone through a similar situation and, and they can relate or maybe they're able to offer insight about their own journey or how they were able to get through it. So do talk about it. I know sometimes it's, it's this thing that we feel like, you know, maybe there's this, there's this shame and again, the guilt and, and that sort of leaves us feeling alone with it to carry it you know, for ourselves, but it's so important that we talk about it with others. And the more we talk about these topics of like money, you know, the more we can learn from each other and, and sort of improve that, the, that situation in our own lives, because there's so much power that can come out of that learning. So talk to a professional or talk to a, a trusted contact, talk to someone in your life that you would really trust having that conversation and further to that, maybe also consider talking to a financial professional. 
that's really why we're here. And it's what we do. We support people in their financial lives. So we have these deep conversations and, and really learn what it is you're looking to achieve and where you're looking to get. Um, so if you don't work with a financial professional already, or maybe the person you work with, you don't feel comfortable having this conversation with. So maybe it is time to reach out to a few. Um, my advice always is when you're looking for a financial professional, whether, you know, it's starting to work with someone for the first time or looking to make a change, I would highly suggest just um, interviewing, meeting with a few people because you really want to find someone that's a great fit for you. And the more open you can be and, and really feel like, you know, that you can share these, how you're feeling about money, if there is any money guilt coming up, really the better the conversation can be and, and the more they can kind of develop a unique plan for you. So it really is about interviewing, finding the right fit where it's that you feel comfortable and really confident with the person. And so don't think that, you know, you have to work with the first person you meet with, do sort of meet with a few people and make sure you spend some time on that decision. But remember, you don't ever have to do it alone. So that's that's an important key to this, this part of the message is just don't think that you have to do it alone. There are people to help, people in your life, financial professionals, other professionals that are here. So it's not up to you to just kind of carry this alone or do it alone. So what I want to say is really to wrap this all up is don't let money guilt take your time and energy in your life because there's a lot more important things that we all want to do and have and and really experience that joy. So don't let that money guilt be taking your energy because you deserve to use that energy elsewhere. And, and don't, you know, and your best line of defense against money guilt really is have that awareness, forgive yourself, and then get ready to move forward. And that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in so much and catch you next time. Thanks. Bye. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.